Hello, welcome to the, the fifth episode of Live Life Lovecraft, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast with a title that currently makes very little sense. This is a game. I'm Sam, and I I master four people through some dungeons, and they're going to introduce themselves to you alphabetically. Hello, my name is Kate. With a K, whichever one. The problem is, Sam didn't say first name or surname, so no wonder there was a pause. Oh, I was doing the alphabet in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my name is Kate Hunter. Um, I'm uh, an actor and a writer and an educator, and I'm playing Bacco, who is a um, satyr bard. Nice. Uh, I um, just figured out that I'm next. Uh, I'm Lizzie Eckersley, and I am playing Brogal, who is a very, very large, very, very fancy gold dragonborn, um, who is feeling particularly fancy right now because he's got some new clothes. Um, and I am a science presenter, and I've also recently been on a TV show that was about cryptids, which means that loads of people are asking me about cryptids online now. So maybe I'm going to utilize that knowledge in this podcast. What's a well, cryptid? I never Wait. knew you were a code breaker, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> cryptid, you know, like a, like Bigfoot, Nessie, um, animals First that don't exist. Basis. Yeah. yeah. It's, weird. it's weird that we have a word for made up shit. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I think. Hello, my name's Steve. I am not a writer or an educator or an actor or indeed anything. I am a freelance unemployed person. I'll do anything for money. Well, for enough money. Just just tweet at me a job and a sum of money and I'll say yes or no. Probably yes. I'm going to be playing Snookums Jolliver and you'll know when he's talking because he's a goblet. And it sounds like this. And, and finally? Uh, yes, I'm Zoe. I never have to worry about where I go in the alphabetical order because it's always last. Um, <laughs> it means I can sit back and listen to you lot. Uh, I'm a PhD researcher in the humanities, which means I am terribly, terribly employable. Uh, I'm playing Ivy, who is a tiefling druid. Uh, she's She's got blue hair, she's got horns, she's got a quarterstaff, uh, and, and she's kind of got no time for, uh, for time wasters. <laughs> And I too have no time for time wasters, so we're going to get on with it. I'm Sam, uh, and as I've already said, I'm a, I'm a dungeon master. Um, what did we do? Last time we played, we went shopping. We spent an hour shopping. It was great. I had a great time. So, it was so good. I really oh, enjoyed it. I, and I just spent three hours editing it, and that was equally wonderful. But nonetheless, here we are today with some new clothes, um, and it is a new day. Um, and most importantly... It's the day of the Festival of the Red Moon, something I've been hinting at for a while, and we'll find out what goes on. Um, anyway, uh, as as our party awakens, the soft beams of morning sun are passing through in each of the, the individual four guest rooms, one of which has a bath in. Um, and you can read more about that at our <laughs> fanfiction website. But uh, as the sun is coming up and our party begin to awake, outside the windows can be heard the bustle of folk going about their business and loud, raucous, wonderful party music. What genre of party music? Um, jazz slash folk. Oh, Jesus fucking... <laughs> oh. If only I had, like, spell... that. I, I haven't got any attack spells being a cleric. <laughs> if I did, I'd be casting them out the window at whoever's playing that garbage. <laughs> oh, good, you fused the two worst genres of music ever invented by humans. Of course, they're humans' fault. Very disparate genres as well, but... Jazz um, folk. 
Very temporally disparate. Well, yes, but mm-hmm. folk is timeless and jazz similarly on a musical no, basis is no, also no, timeless. No. No. Well, folk is dead, jazz <laughs> is dead. They were very much of their time and their time is not now. <laughs> Have you ever seen any jazz? Jazz is entirely played by like 50-something white people who've got degrees in jazz and give you a stern look if you don't applaud every single solo. It's appalling music. But most importantly, this isn't a jazz podcast. This is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. So I think we should play some Dungeons & Dragons. Friends, I feel. Are we in different bedrooms? (laughs) Different bedrooms. Do they serve breakfast here? Wait, this is my it's pub. Your pub. <laughs> right, fuck it. I get up and I'm going to the kitchen. Brogar's looking in the mirror and he's setting his intentions for the day. Um, and like all dragons, his intentions are I am fire, I am death. And then he walks out, <laughs> ready for breakfast. <laughs> Um, I would like to dress for the festival, so I'm going to get up and put on my Komodo Dragon um, hide headpiece. And um, did I end up buying those shoes? You did, they're red suede. Then I'm 100% wearing them for the day, and I'll brush my little goatee, and then I'll trot downstairs. Okay, Um, I I assume, so satyrs normally don't wear clothes, so you are just wearing Komodo Dragon skin hat, (laughs) red suede shoes. Yes, I'm prepared for it. Perfect. Yes, um... And is Ivy doing anything in particular before you go downstairs and get on with the day? <laughs> um, well, I think she was she was kind of reading in the bath, so I'm just going to pack up, you know, she's going to pack up the books back into her pack, make sure everything's, you know, all where it should be, and then she'll head downstairs. Wonderful. Uh, you all head downstairs. Um, the the barkeep uh, waves waves to you, says good good morning, um, and he offers he asks if you'd like any breakfast. To uh... I'm already in the kitchen. I'm already making everybody breakfast. Yes. Can I have French toast? No, I'm making everybody because it's going to be like a big festival day. I'm going to make you some food to help you, like essentially, line your stomachs in case you drink really heavily. So I'm making some very hearty omelets where I'm. Uh, frying some very finely diced onion and garlic together. Uh, I'm then making the omelette on it so it's got all of this in. And then I'm adding smoked paprika just at the point just before the egg sets. I'm making them extra thick. So they're really kind of really like substantial omelette. Um, and that's what I'm going to be serving. A bit of salt and pepper on the top of that. Serve that up for everybody. The tavern is absolutely heaving. So so Snookums is currently in the kitchen alongside two uh, gnomish... I'm not letting those fuckers get my... It's my kitchen! Smashed! More omelettes! I'm making them! Get out of the way! As Snookums enters the kitchen, these these two gnomes sort of stand outside. The door is shut behind them. Um, and so they're, they're standing behind the bar. Not that you can see them because they're too small. But yeah, the, the tavern is heaving. It's just full of people ready to get their breakfast. Some of them have started drinking. It's only 8am. It's very exciting today. You... Ivy, for reference, know plenty about what's going on today. Basically, today is is a celebration of this this ancient battle I mentioned. Um, And it's really just an excuse for people to come into town from all all around the world, sell some really delicious food and trinkets, and dress up like all of the heroes in the storybooks when they were kids. And then there's a parade. It's just a a wonderful opportunity to pretend we're outside having fun with one another. We're really... It's it's Comic-Con for fantasy. It's yeah. it's gonna Comic-Con. be great. Snookums, I assume you're coming out with some omelets. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's come out with some. Right, I made you these hearty omelets to prepare you for a heavy day of festivaling. Well, there's nothing quite like breakfast, is there, Snookums? Well, it depends what you make. <laughs> I could make these omelets for lunch, and that'd be pretty similar. I just meant it's very thoughtful of you to set us all up for the day. Oh, I'm happy to. I mean, it's my calling. If anything, you are helping me by providing mouths into which I can stuff goodies. So uh, you eat a, a delicious, hearty breakfast. Are you eating as well, Snookums, or are you just yeah, watching? Obviously, we're not going to make him just watch. Well, maybe he takes pleasure in other people eating rather than it's about. Well, I do, but I also eating. take pleasure in me eating. This is the character answering, talking to the sky. <laughs> Your goddess smiles down upon you. You can, you feel warm as a result of this, as a result of your kind actions this morning. She is going to give you inspiration. Amazing. Which means that at any point when you do a, a, a d20 roll, you can have advantage. Um, and if Sweet. you'd like, you can always give that to a pal, but you can use it once. Oh, I will. Cool. Don't you worry. <laughs> you eat your omelets, um, and as as you're you're finishing up, someone walks into the tavern, and you can see that. The, the, like the street outside is is packed it's absolutely heaving outside you you see people of every every race you know about dressed up in these fantastical fantasy costumes um going about their going about their business getting ready to to go to the shops and just have a wonderful time it's exciting would you like would you like to do? Sam do they all seem to be heading to one place is they, there like they're, a they're all going of right so looking out the door they're all going right I look at the people going right, and then I look at my friends. That, that looks like the way we should be going. It feels like we're being pulled in this direction by an unknown force. What do you think? <laughs> I, I, I must say, it's, I, I'm looking forward to, to having to move. Moving around this festival is always a little bit of a nightmare, Brogar, and actually having someone your size is going to break the crowd stream marvellously. <laughs> oh, should I go first, then? Is that what you're saying, Ivy? I, I, well, well depends. Can you, can you follow a general trend? I, yes, I definitely can. Um, I am wearing my fancy new uh, cloak, by the way. I look great in it, um, just in case you're wondering. And I start walking <laughs> off down the street. Cool. Sam? Yes? Uh, quick mechanics question. Am yeah. I small enough that I can sit on Brogard's shoulders in a stance which my children call world's tallest baby? <laughs> I, I think on the basis Brogar is, is a, as Lucy says every session, her introduction, is that Brogar is especially big and especially strong. And you're especially small. I think yeah. you could definitely... Three foot eight. Brogar, I'm worried that I might get lost in this crowd being a small person. Well, goblin. I was wondering if I could sit on your shoulders in what could only be described as an incredible fan art possibility. The, yeah, the, that sounds great, uh... Schnuckums. That sounds absolutely fine. I um, Brogar like crouches down in that kind of Sam, squat. Just a quick note before I climb on. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to make sure that I pop in the kitchen and grab uh, a few handfuls of random snacks that I can hand <laughs> out to the crowd at the festival. Okay. And are like, you just... I want some some mechanically neutral. Uh... Olives. <laughs> Like, well, I'll, I'll I'll come out I'll come out with what they are as as we hand them out. Okay. But they will all be mechanically neutral. There's uh, no like things that give you hit points. Good, yeah. right? Um, and while you're in there, 
just just for reference, you may recall there is a lot of elvish alcohol. Would you like to take any with you? No, that's my no. boss's stuff, isn't it? I figure yeah. there'd be enough booze. I want festival booze. Your festival booze. I don't booze. want the standard booze that's available all the time. Also, I'm just not a big drinker because. I don't know if you know this, goblins. Uh, we're not dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, but but what yeah, you are? are like, all the small races are the same, but we're not. Brogar writes this down on his new notepad. Goblin's not. Anyway, Brogar, I was wondering if I could ride on your shoulders. Of, of course you can. And, um, my little friend, new, and new little friend. We'll have fun while we're out. That sounds good. I've got horns, as you can see. Um, you well, can I'm not going to sit on your head. No, you can hold on to them like a little... Oh, that's good. They're not yeah. sensitive or, you know, sexual or anything. They're not no. so. That would, that would be a weird thing I was offering for you to do in public. No, they're just horns. <laughs> I just didn't want to make assumptions. Like handlebars for it's you. It's better to ask questions and get answers. assuming assumption makes an ass out of you and Mption. <laughs> as, you, as you hop on top of, of Brogar's broad shoulders, you're still inside the tavern at this point. Okay, so your head is is. I'm going to duck when I go through the doorway. Okay. I wanted to check. Um, and you head out. You head out onto the street. The people around you, you can see, or at least Snookums can see. Um, all of you, you're just normal height, but Snookums can see very far away. The street's heaving. Um, the sound of music and chat is, frankly, almost almost overpowering. Um, but all of those people, they're, they're dressed up as these, these fantastical heroes. And you, you can recognise some of them out of like, stories that you, you heard when you were little, particularly those of you from actually from around here, so maybe not Snookums and, and Bako. But uh, you can see like, Grognak the Ogre and Treg the Ranger and the alluring Shalgul, the orchestra. Grognak from Fallout. No, no, that's Grognak the Barbarian. This is Grognak, sorry, Grognak oh, the Ogre. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Shalgul, the, the alluring orcish bard, holding her thunderous lute. Um, as you begin to follow this, this, this group that you're now you know, knowingly a part of. Uh, you can see that to either side of the street you're currently on, there are tiny stalls selling trinkets, like tiny carvings of, of the heroes from the, the story and um, like replicas of the weapons they were, they were given by the gods. You then turn right onto Shearpoint Street. Um, all of you, you can, you can barely see anything other than, yeah, Brogar, because you're tall, and, and Snookums. But you can see in, in that, like, central square where you went shopping last time, there are, t- there are loads and loads of uh, these stalls. And there's a huge crowd aggregating around the statue, particularly around one of the stalls. And that seems to be where everyone's heading off to in this group. Shall we go follow the crowd, then? Hey, Snookums, can, can you see what, what everyone's gathering at? Sam, can I see what everyone's gathering at? <laughs> the minute from where you are, because the crowd is so dense, you, you yeah. can't see, but it, it seems to be that there's, there's one singular stall that, that they're all... You know, there's people grouping around the shop, but... I, yeah. I can't quite tell, but uh, it does seem to be that there's one stall which is particularly attracting everybody, which to me says, be a tent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're all going to head there? You're going to head up Shearpoint Street towards there. Yeah. Be a tent. Be a tent. Um, um, and so as you as you go up, um, you're now about sort of twenty feet away from the square. Snookums, you are hit with what? W- w- no, no, sorry, with, with the smell. 
oh, right. from wherever these people have been grouped up. Oh, well, I, I wipe the smell off my face that's hit me then. <laughs> your, your eyes are dilating and, and you're salivating. It's the, just spices that you, you can't even comprehend the scent of. Wonderful. Cool. Would I you mean, like I'm slightly upset. Someone else has moved into this town and just trying to up the culinary game. I thought I was very much the innovator, but I suppose uh, when you've got someone like me, it just it brings others to the area because I've raised the culinary uh, reputation so much. I suppose it would attract others. Yeah. So, um, are you are you heading towards this crowd? Or... Yeah. It's not my choice. So yeah, you're on you're on Brogar. I mean, Brogar, are your legs I moving? Mean... It is. Brogar is essentially trusting uh, Snookums with with directing him around about now. So you can. Let's go towards this thing. You might need to knock a few people out of the way. Let me know if I can help. Um, he so uh, Brogar goes through the crowd, and every time he's like, there's somebody in his way. He's like. Uh, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, can I just um? Oh, gotta just squeeze through a little bit there. Thank you very much. He's being very, very polite because you know he's got to uphold his reputation. So you've you've carved a path through this crowd for Ivy and Bacco to follow you as well. Um, yeah. as you get close close enough to the front that you can see what's going on, you see that there's um a, a grey and black striped catman, a, a tabaxi, uh. and he's got like a, a a black patch on on his chest going down his neck. He's wearing a, a green robe, um, embroidered with a floral pattern made of, of little white anemones, mm. dotting it. Anyway, um, mm. so. Uh, and he's holding a wok, okay? And he, he turns around behind him and he, he grabs a small wooden ladle and begins to, to pile a ladle in uh, tonka beans, cloves, lavender, cardamom, nutmeg and allspice into this large wok, um, into which he, he pulls a caramel brown liquid. Okay? And after a few short moments, just his grip um, and the liquid catches light spontaneously as a blue and purple flame. He removes it from the heat, uh, turns around, and there's a large vat, and he, he spoons a single spoonful of the liquid into the vat and grasps uh, a, a piece of sharpened wood. And he dips it into the vat, and with a single flick of his wrist, he removes it, covered in a cloud of pink strands, and hands it to a small child at the front of the audience, and the whole crowd applaud. They've no clue what this man or this creature has just created. Um, and the child bites into it, and... From where you are, Snookums, you can just see this smile of pure joy across his face. Gotta get me some of whatever that was. It smells good, Snookums. What what do you think it is? Is it like the omelette you made us earlier? I don't know. Let's get there and find out. It's not good to speculate about food. Sam, did you say did you say the embroidery was white? White anemones, yes. I'm not sure this is a, a terribly good idea, friends. Um the, that that man is is dressed in the symbol of death. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, is that intentional? Do we think, or do we think he's just a bit of a goth? Is that child still alive? Well, I mean, <laughs> anemones are a very specific flower. It, it just, That's true. You know, if he's if he's gone to the trouble to have his robe embroidered, that either you know he's got a lot of spare cash for a, a travelling. <laughs> Travelling salesman, or he's you know chosen this quite specifically. I mean, out of game. It's either that it is a symbol, or it's that um, Sam looked at an alphabetic list of flowers. <laughs> 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 that was the first one. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so, would you like to approach this man and try and, and purchase some of whatever he's selling? Yes, I, 
I mean, I'm fine with approaching him, but I'm not sure that I'll be eating any of it. Bako walks forwards then. Um, are the rest of you coming, or is Bako just single-mindedly after what whatever treat this is? No, I mean, I'm not in charge, but I'm trying to encourage my giant friend. Brogar is being, you know, he feels he feels torn because not only is his his jockey saying like, look, we need to go and check out this guy, but then Ivy, who he really he really trusts and holds in high esteem because she can read things and like <laughs> know stuff about etiquette, um, is clearly a little bit wary, and so he is edging over and trying not to catch this guy's eye, essentially. Well, let, let's let's talk to him. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure we can't die from just talking to him. Hopefully. Um, I'll go so, up to him and I'll cool. say, G'day, mate, what's you, what you cooking up here? Hello, it is a, it is a pleasure to see you here. Uh, what we are cooking, uh, oh, frankly, it is, uh, how can I describe? Uh, it is like consuming, eating a cloud. A cloud of joy and happiness and a little bit of sugar. Would you, my, would you like to buy any? Uh, my, yes. Yes. Sir, sorry. Yes. Yes. Before, before I, I um, watch my friends consume your potentially lethal uh, cloud substance, I just, I just have a quick question. Um, your, your outfit. Am yes, I to understand yes. that you're, you're going for a sort of wind and cloud symbolism? Or did you, did you mean to signpost that you're going to kill us with your food? No, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it is a simple mistake to make. This is in memoriam of my wife. She was a, a loving lady, but unfortunately, um, perhaps the universe did not think so. Whatever. Did so, she leave you? <laughs> you you, you think your wife didn't love you because she died? That seems a little bit harsh. No, yeah. no, no, no. No, the universe did not love my wife. Anyway, uh, what I care about here is not talking to you about uh, my life. I want to find out about your life and see how much better I can make it with this. And he, well, that doesn't he, sound suspicious at all. That, yeah. Also feels like yeah no bad bad uh, branding if you if yeah. people being like do you are you gonna try and kill us it's like there's um there's a restaurant in Camden whose logo looks exactly like an E coli. <laughs> uh, but I I see uh, the the goblin atop uh, atop the shoulders of your friend he he looks very keen to try my snacks. Well, I am, but just hold on one second. Okay. I'd just like to just do a little festival celebration. And then, Sam, uh, just in case, yep. I'd like to cast uh, Purify Food and Drink. Centred <laughs> <laughs> on all of this food. Uh, you... It's a five-foot radius, and the range is ten foot. Are you doing this very publicly, or are you trying to do it without him noticing? Well, I'm, I'm making a big play. Of, I'm assuming other people... I'm assuming that casting Purify Food and Drink doesn't involve me going, Purify Food and Drink, over and over again <laughs> as part of the spell. People just know that I'm casting a spell. And so I'm going to cast Purify Food and Drink, and then I'm going to tack onto the end of it um, Thaumaturgy okay. to create some sparkling, sparkle flicker sparkles. So people think that's what I was doing with all of the spell. But actually, just in case, because Zoe's already pointed out that we should just be careful, I'm just going to purify food and drink. So it, it does have a, a somatic and a vocal component. So you will need to, you will say something and 
physically do something in order to cast yeah, spells. But so I'm assuming that I don't spells. cast spells by saying the name of the spell. <laughs> I'd be like, Akadoshnus! Oh, sorry, I'll do it as Snookums. Akadoshnus! Mekadoshwa! Tickamani Ice! Baxi's eyes open wide. What are you doing to my food? Um, as, as the crowd applauds again. to celebrate the festival. Ah, oh, honestly, whatever. Um, frankly, the crowd liked it, and so it is okay. I'm sure it will bring you more trade. Well, I'm hoping it'll bring more people over. You'll make a few more gold pieces. It's very kind of you. Um, it's nice to see other people helping this town develop. You know, just a more inf- informed palate. Oh, you are you are also uh, a fan of good cuisine. Well, fan is a very weak word, isn't it? A fan, a fan. An you artisan, are a fan. I'm not perhaps. a fan. I've dedicated my entire life to the discovery of new flavors and spreading the evangelical word of my God, Delia, uh, the as you know, the God of really nice food. That is good. <laughs> Uh, he he looks at his just for the record. Snookums has never met anyone else who gives a shit about food before. Um, so he's a bit like this is nice, but also it's a bit like why are you cutting in on my territory? I've literally there's just life history. Lived with goblins, uh, had a religious awakening, was a hermit, went and worked in a pub. Like that's his whole life. Uh, he's never met anyone else who gives a shit about food, so he's not sure he likes it. Like, because well, this could be a friend, but also he's kind of for a fan of food, fan for a and uh, someone with an exquisite appreciation of let's say game recognize game, yes, yes, game recognize game. Anyway, for you, I will provide you a taste if you would like to try before you. Oh, I'd love to, perfect. Uh, he he grabs a could small friend who's holding me have a little bit as well because. Of course he can. Well, yeah. or between you and I, as fans of, or rather, as people who appreciate good cuisine. Game recognize game. Game recognize game. Game recognize game, and we'll look really cool. As, as game recognize game. Game recognize game, Sam. Game. Is that the manliest thing you've ever said, Sam McCoy? Game recognize game. I will provide you with the taste, and you can tell your friends if it is worth buying. Oh, I will. Okay. I feel so, like part of this podcast is me teaching Sam toxic masculinity. Yeah, we're going to have to keep an eye on that. <laughs> it's so pure and sweet. This is my identity. Um, yeah. So in terms I really of really care about the African birds, fish, whatever it was, <laughs> one of them. Same thing. Right, I taste the thing. Yeah, he he grabs a, a little sample and hands it to you. It it yeah, it just looks like like a, a cloud. You can see through it perfectly. It's made of little so pink it's candy kind of floss. Yeah. Well, <laughs> put it in your mouth. See what happens. I put it in my mouth. <laughs> you put it in your mouth. It's, I know there's no poison or disease in it now, because so I did that too. It, it immediately melts in your mouth. Now, the first thing that hits you is sweet. And then you have all of these these herbs and um, just and spices. Just, it, it just... Your mouth almost explodes. It is delicious. And then there is a subtle warming undertone at the end a bit like uh, when you've consumed well some really good elven alcohol that may or may not have come in on a pirate ship and be rum I say interesting it definitely shows promise 
thank you very kindly. It means a lot coming from a disciple of the Ilya. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's me. Maybe if my friends want to try some more pie. I say to my friends, um... Uh, sorry, I mean, I say to my friends, um, it's quite nice. I'm defo down if it's not poisonous. Poisonous? You'll never know if it was poisonous, right? Well, if it was poisonous, I would drop dead. Yeah, You're but fine. you... You just spell first so that it was fine, right? Yes, well, I know. I just done some sparkles. I just made sparkles sparkle. I'll have a go. I'll have a go, lad. Um, he cooked me up a portion of my size. Of course I can. Do anyone else want any while I'm at it? Broke yeah, out lots of Ivy. Ivy and back out. Um, can I... I, can I retake a closer look to just she's very suspicious. Just can I can I see if I can see what is he's putting into this stuff? You, you can investigate, yep. Yep. I got seven plus two, so I have a nine. So I don't think I'm gonna be seeing very much. As far as you're aware, there is nothing out of the ordinary with this this food. Well I mean it does it does look very nice. I, I just, you know, I hope you understand. I, I've been trained to trust embroidery. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll try a small, a small portion. Okay, for uh, shall we say two silver pieces might be fair. You know, I don't want to overcharge you, but uh, you will be hooked by the time you have consumed any of it, frankly. So you know. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, no, well, that 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 sounds that sounds well. No. no. I, I, on second thoughts, I think I, I think I'll, I'll just leave it. Okay. So uh, Brogan at this point is holding a big pink cloud and yeah. had his mouth open. Goes, what, 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 Ivy? Uh, Bako, would you like some, or are you just a? Well, you, you well, walked up to it first. Of course, you want some. I'm gonna open my. Well, it's because I was seeing if I trusted the person or thing. I'm gonna open my coin purse. I'm gonna ask a question about currency. What is a silver piece. I have seven. Ten, ten silver to a gold. Okay. Yep. I'll get one, and I'll okay. offer Ivy. Do you want halfsies? Do you want to go halfsies? You know, what? I um, I'm still so go. full of of Snookum's delicious omelette. I, I I couldn't possibly spoil my appetite. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I'll I'll grab just just one portion for myself then. Okay. Um, he makes it up really quickly, hands it to you, takes your money. Uh, you have now all eaten, frankly, the most delicious snack you've ever had, except you, Ivy. What? Ivy just looks jealously at everybody else, wishing she could ignore the embroidery. The... I, said it showed, I said it showed promise. Okay, well, it's, it's pretty good. Okay. You, perhaps, Railing perhaps at the sky, shaking my fist at the sky. <laughs> It's all right, Snookums. Yours is still the most delicious food I've eaten. Snookums doesn't break the fourth wall, but he's really into the second wall. Yes, um, cool. Yeah, so it was it was wonderfully delicious. There are other stalls you can mill about. The festival, or rather the, the parade, will probably be starting in, in a sort of 10, 15 minutes. It's normally a very early morning uh, event. Can Brogan look for other festival foods, like, like a corn dog, um, those donuts that drop into the oil? They're quite good. Donuts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you mean churros? <laughs> 
Ch churros. I'd, he'd mm. go for a churro. A churro, a corn dog, a hot dog, anything that shape he'd be into. That feels like festival food. Um, looking around, actually, the next stall along is uh, being run by a rather doughy gentleman, a doughy-looking gentleman, um, uh, and he appears to be deep-frying something. Excellent. I walk up to him. Ivy follows, giving the uh, tabaxi one more look. <laughs> he smiles and, and waves like, but politely. Nothing, you know, it's not shady. Doesn't look shady. I just want to establish this. This man's wife died, and so he makes <laughs> treats for children in order to make him feel a little bit better about himself. Just to clarify, you yeah, wore the wrong well, flower, and now Ivy you. hates him. <laughs> She's a big believer in embroidery. That's all I'm going to okay. say. So, yep, he waves you off. Uh, you're now stood at this this next guy. He he offers, um, well, he asks you whether you'd like to try one of his one of his delights. I would. I look at Ivy. Um, <laughs> what what, what kind says of out loud. What, what kind of delights do you uh, do you have? I've heard of many different regions claiming claiming their own types of delight, but um, what might this be? Oh, it's um. It's a, a deep-fried banana. How deep do you fry it? Three times. Makes it super crispy, but still persists inside. Is uh, this the number of times? This is a measurement of depth. Thirty, twelve, past X, samurai. I say this as a semi-professional deep fryer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. To the extent that I'm a semi-professional, <laughs> it's it's deep. It's three deep. Um, so, so Rogar it's, says it's to been, Ivy. It's been in and then been allowed to to dry off a bit, and then oh, been, is this like triple uh, cooked chips? And, yeah. and then rebattered, rebattered, put it back in the fryer, and then battered again. Three batters. Oh it's yeah, you know I've got time for that. Oops. Oh mate, yeah. that is. That is some. Uh, you're speaking my language there. As soon as yeah. I am from a place where the the local dish is butter pie. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a very large crowd around here because obviously there's a chap next door taking a lot of attention away. But nonetheless, he he tells you it's a it's a delicious treat and will cost you simply three silver pieces. That is more expensive than the cloud I just ate for free cloud because the guy didn't actually. <laughs> no, the guy didn't actually ask me for any. Um, Money, I just ate it. Um, Steak made. Uh, that seems expensive, but it is festival food shaped. Again, he looks at Ivy. I mean, it's almost as golden as you are. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. So, just just the one. Um, do you want a little bite of it, old old Schnookums? Brogar looks up to look at Schnookums and nearly knocks him off his head. <laughs> I'm holding on very tight. I'm actually all right. I'm still processing the different flavours of the last thing we ate. Yeah, this is very much a singular flavour. There's no level to it. It's just delicious, oh, greasy that goodness. That sounds honestly so perfect for me. Um, it, it, I will actually pay for this one. Takes out the fryer, hands it to you in exchange for your money. Um, now, <laughs> which is good. Money is good, as we are aware. Uh, but... The, the the parade will be happening in in just a matter of minutes. Do any of you want to grab any any more snacks, any beverages before that? Oh, I booze. Where is booze? Okay, uh, other side of of the square, by the the traveller's friend, your favourite shop, um, and you're his least favourite customers. Um, 
Not me. I'm in favour of customers this long. I just try and be normal and give out free snacks. I just, I have friends who are a bit odd. You, you can see an orderly queue of about four people by a chap who who has a, a, a lot of casks of ale and he seems to be selling it by the cask. <gasps> it's a bit much for me. Yeah. Oh, we can... You can see he has, some, he has some cups available or tankards, novelty tankards labelled with a... Um, I don't really want to queue, so at the top of my voice I shout... <laughs> Oh my god, that guy's over there's got free cider for all! <laughs> so just 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 so you know, I did a quick uh, persuasion roll. Uh got seventeen plus two, that's a nineteen. <laughs> you should see the, the four people turn. They, they, they all look like the same slightly overweight fifty year old you know, male human. Um, oh, it's a camera meeting. <laughs> they pull up, pull up their trousers a little bit and waddle their way across towards wherever you just pointed. There's now no queue, and as I was saying, that they have tankards engraved with a little red moon, and it says "Festival of the Red Moon, um, MCX Two. <laughs> it's very confident engraving, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, means something. I haven't worked out what year this is. Yeah, so um, you you go over and you would like to buy a tankard, right? And then he looks no, at cask. Cask yeah. and a tankard are very different things, Lucy. So you could buy a cask and get some tankards, so you could then share your cask of ale. Have they got like um, special festival uh, plastic or metal pint glasses that you have to use for the whole festival mm. and keep reusing so that we don't throw away lots of. That sounds like a good that, idea. That's the Great, then we'll have them. I hope they say, like, Festival 21. Wow. It was MCX2, but yeah, 21. Um, um, sorry, Snookums doesn't speak Romans. <laughs> you, you can see in the in the... At the bottom of the tankard. Wait, the Romans exist canonically in this world. Yeah, no. if so, that's odd. <laughs> it's just letters, mate. <laughs> just letters and numbers. Wait, so the languages are common, elvish, dwarf, blah blah blah, Latin. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what? I'm going to redact this to avoid a spam. You put the letters in so you can be like the BBC. Oh, BBC, please give Sam a job. He knows how to write. <laughs> He just tried to abbreviate the spelling of my name, but do carry on. <laughs> it's very mean. I don't like this. Are there thing. any names which actually are numbers in Roman numerals? There's one to think about. Like Vic, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky as well. Nicky? Actually, Liv is. Yeah. Liv. Liv is, what, 54? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Liv, there you go. There you go. Let, let's briefly correct this. The, on the tankard, it says Liv lots of times. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one guy. <laughs> it's a bit obsessive. No, all of them. It's, it's Festival 54, but, like, stylized, really cool. Do you want some booze? Yes! How big is a casket? Pardon? Wait, did you say casket? Yeah, like, yeah, like a cask. Cask. Not a casket. Casket, oh, very different thing. Like a coffin full of boots. <laughs> That's not. Again, yeah. you're speaking yeah. my language there, Sam. Now, 
<laughs> how big and how difficult to carry is that? Okay, Yeah, but I would ask Brogar first if it's all right to carry a giant thing of booze for the rest of us. Brogar, breaking character slightly, crouches and peers into Bako's face and whispers, this is all I'm good for. <laughs> <laughs> So it is uh, 40 litres. Thanks for not making me do an acrobatics check to stay on through that. Yeah. <laughs> 40, 40 kilograms, right? Brogar, uh, that's 40 well, kilograms, yes. It's got wood around it, so, but yeah, call it, call it 15 yeah. or 40. Let's, let's call it that. 100% my dragonborn ass can pick up that keg. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's meant to be a compliment to ask you, but now it's turned into an insult. <laughs> Remember, don't pick oh. Yeah. It, don't pick it up with your ass. Yeah. yeah lift, lift with the legs, but not yeah. that bit of the legs. <laughs> okay, so. Brogar has prices. a very well defined glute due to all of his squats. <laughs> He's got a cloak on at the moment. We can't see it. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm sure it'll, you know, it's wafting in the wind. Um, it's cloak, <laughs> not his butt. <laughs> so, um, the cask is going to set you back 15 gold obviously between you, uh, and, and then the tankards individually are priced at uh, one gold each. Oh, so, I'm sure you'd, you'd do, a, gold. do a group deal. I swear yeah. you're gonna... Like when you get a jug of cocktail for the table. Yes, yeah, so if we're buying an entire cask, I, I'm sure you can reduce the price. You'll need to try and persuade him. Okay. Oh, then I, I... They haven't got a voice at the minute. They are just a means to an end. Can I help too? That would be a uh, good idea. Yes, yeah, yeah, give him advantage. You've got advantage because I... you know, he's wearing a Komodo dragon hat, so he looks kind of cool. Yeah, cool. I mean, I rolled a, a two with a, a one <laughs> modifier, so Ivy is really persuasive right now. Uh, She's just rolling move... another d20. Where... Just Where a, a, a random d20. Just one yeah, of my you persuasion again. Roll my persuasion again or roll yeah. up d20? Yeah. yeah, roll yours. You probably should have let Bako do the persuading because he probably has like plus I, seven oh, at this point. But, I did yeah. four plus five, which is nine. <laughs> okay. Whatever, nine. Um, unfortunately, there's going to be very little wiggle room here, although the can, tankards could be reduced to half price if you if you buy the four, so that'll be two gold. I mean, the Rogar walk forward, swish his cape very fancily off his bicep and flex and roll persuasion? Uh, no. Oh. Did you want my second roll, or is it irrelevant now? <laughs> we let Bako try it. Um, the only reason you can't Brogar there is because people have already, your party have already tried, and your party to your party, and therefore they don't want to reduce the price of your party. Brogar still does this Ooh. and winks. Can I? Can I they... just ask you if I need this roll or if I'm losing this roll? Like lose the roll. It was a twenty, wasn't it? It was. It was close to a twenty. <laughs> That's all right. Seventeen gold. You can you can see people are now filing towards the the side of Shearpoint Street uh, to get ready for the the parade. We probably should hurry up. We? Seventeen. How much does Snookums weigh? <laughs> Very direct question. Snookums, how much do you weigh? Forty-five pounds. All right, that's fine. Okay, so <laughs> uh, the money. Work out how that comes from between you. Obviously, it's you know. I have seven. Doesn't work. Okay, so four and a bit each. I open my purse at Ivy. <laughs> Ivy counts out however many you just said, Sam. Um, seventeen. No, not seventeen. The the well, she's Five. very fair. 
at five. That's a bro- a Brogar's share. Okay. Yeah. Five. Four. And then Snookum's in Euro four and five. Right? Something like that. No. Five and four and four. You have four PhD students. <laughs> I don't yeah, it's, it's, it's four each with five for Brogar just because five he is realistically going to drink a little bit extra. Yes. That is true. Assumption. Cool. Uh, so deduct that money. Brogar is now holding your cask. You all have your individual tankards in hand. Um, you didn't pay extra for them to be personalised because we don't have time. Um, the parade, you can now hear uh, loud shouting and clapping. Hold on, Sam. I'm just seeing if I've got personalised tankard spell. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's okay. No. <laughs> they, they usually start things rather sharpish, so I, I suspect we should go and um, see if we can't nudge our way to some good seats. You walk towards Sheerpoint Street and begin to wriggle your way through the crowd, eventually to try and take a good position sort of in the in the middle. Mm-hmm. At this point, you've, you've found yourself stood next to um, a very grumpy-looking dwarf who, unfortunately, didn't manage to get here in time to stand close enough to the front of the audience to actually be able to see anything. Nonetheless, he sort of looks at you, smiles uh, half-heartedly and shrugs, and then begins to take a sip from his personalised tankard. It says... Um, huh? Oh. What does it say first? Uh, Dorador the Dusty. Anyway, Dorador is, is sat next to you and yeah, he's, he's acknowledged you, but he's clearly not very happy. Um, nonetheless, uh, the, the... What's wrong, dwarf? <laughs> <laughs> he's startled, looks up at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't look happy, I don't like that. Here, have a tiny pastry with a single piece of apple candied in the centre of it. That's very kind of you. He, he reaches up his hand. His hand and your hand can't quite reach. I drop it. I drop it into he, his hand. He yeah. catches it and, and begins to snack on it. It smile begins to pull across his face and he clearly is taken away from the fact that he's stuck here not being able to watch it. Although he turns to you and goes, you know, frankly, it's the same thing every year except, well, it's not because they changed the story completely and no one recognises because we're also absolutely immortal. But alas... Um, <laughs> Anywho, uh, at this point in time, the floats. And... We've got shitloads of booze. If you want stuff. So <laughs> yeah, and can can Brogar do what I do with shorter women at um, festivals and edge him in front of me and then push forward through the crowd so he can have a good view? Mm, that's really kind. Yep. Yeah, uh, so you 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 do just that, and he's he's now he was about to take some alcohol from you, but you pushed him in front of the row of people in front of you. So uh, he's now stood there with no alcohol, but a delicious pastry. At this point, uh, you can all see um, some floats and uh, beginning their procession from the bottom of Sheerpoint towards uh, the square, and some dancers as well, and they are reenact. Yep. I am also stood directly behind him. That's how that's how you do it. If you're a taller woman in a festival, you have to like fend off the assault on shorter women so you have to like form a barricade that's what Brogar's doing and so he offers him some drink as well this is oh. our new friend oh. yeah so he As reaches a short up woman I would just like to say that's so kind <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's an opportunity to just elbow people in the neck why would I not take that <laughs> um, so yeah he, he takes some of your the alcohol from your, from your cask and pops the stopper back in or turns it or whatever um sorry i'm the dm i know exactly what he does he turns it and it stops the flow this is it's yes. a spigot so uh, yes and, and the, the floats are beginning are beginning their procession their dancers around what what's happening is they are they're reenacting the the battle of the ancient heroes against the old god Itrel. so the first I thing think- yep okay. 
No, feel, feel say, free to. Uh, Ivy kind of slips in next to next to the dwarf past past Brogar, um, wiping the inside of her tankard with a handkerchief uh, before passing it over to him to to fill. But she she mutter, she whispers to the. Uh, what did you say? What did you say his name was? Dunador? Dorador the Dusty. <laughs> well, she's she's seen this procession a few times before. She says, oh, a friend, um, when you, you, I couldn't help noticing that you mentioned uh, they've changed they've changed the performance. I, I what, what what did you mean? I've only ever seen the same version. Oh, you're just not looking hard enough. Every single year. It's based on a myth, frankly. No one knows what happened, and so they take a little bit of, you know creative agency with what's going on to make it more of a spectacle for all the children but yeah anyway whatever it's always good fun nothing to say against that just you know it's mm, well, you seem you seem remarkably perceptive and I'm, mm. I'm always interested in people do you have um do you have anything that helps you see this you say you see you see more clearly or you're looking better i mean how how do you how do you see all this he he raises his tankard to you shakes it a little bit and smiles Ah, would this be the phenomenon known as beer goggles? Aye, exactly that. Um, at this point in time, the first float comes by, and on that first float, you've got the, the four heroes of the four winds. And the second float, you can see that intermittently between these floats, rather than it all just being a reenactment, that also some of the big wealthy families from the area uh, are on some of these floats. And on that second float, you can see... A group of very regal-looking golden dragonborns. Oh, <laughs> the, 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 um, the, the procession continues. Sorry, was that something you wanted to say there? Uh, so Brogar just um, it crouches down under the kind of like guise of talking to uh, Dunadine, the derivative. What what's this dwarf called? Corridor the Dusty. Why don't you give us a blow-by-blow summary of what usually occurs as I put my cloak over my face for no real reason? (laughs) Well, so um, the first thing you saw, that was the heroes. The next thing you'll see is the heroes travelling north. Um, Now, I don't know, perhaps paint the float white. Then they'll use some magic to make it look like it's snowing. And so then you've got another family. The next float... um, You'll see them uh, heading towards the burrow of your trail. They'll swear fealty to him. He comes out. Then there's some sort of attack. Normally they I don't know, get little children to get involved in the whole thing to play dwarves, which frankly is taking away good work from actors who frankly need it. Um, and, and then uh, they'll cast some magic so the druid will transform into an eagle, smite the god and throw around a paladin. Um, explosives are used to introduce a cave-in on the god and then using some crossbows they'll pierce it in place until they can call upon their gods to smite him down. Um, and that's really a blow-by-blow account of what happens. But frankly, as I've said, it's different year by year. Um, and for as long as they're not hiring wonderful dwarven actors that can't even do a, a convincing Scottish accent frankly, a dwarven accent I mean apologies um, so frankly it's just vile for them to be taking opportunities away from people but anyway, I, I'd watch it if I were you um, you've, you've already missed about five of these these floats so, walking by sort of floats, yeah. sees the back of the the dragon gold dragonborn's head and has successfully uh, not been seen by them, yeah Yep. I I say, Rogar, they, they look like they're gold dragonborn. 
do, are they any relation of yours? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we should have said hello. Maybe no, we can catch them after the procession. No, no I, I think uh, not. Probably best. They, they might think that I'm at university. At oh. this point in time, uh, you suddenly hear a really loud blood-curdling scream from across the other <gasps> side of the road. Okay, and the panic spreads throughout this crowd as people start running through the procession, just trying to get away from whatever's going on. Um, the screaming continues, and then suddenly, a moment later, you hear 20, 30 feet further down the road, more screaming, and up the road, screaming. Um, all on the other side of the road, mind you, at this point in time, but the crowd is going manic and just running in every single direction, trying to get away from it. Uh, Brogo looks down. Uh, Dustin, is this part of the usual act? I don't think it is. Um, I, you know, frankly, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you later. Um, he sort of pulls his cloak tighter. You see a rather large claymore on his back, but nonetheless, he's running in the other direction. Claymore the sword, or claymore, or claymore the claymore the mine. Sort of, <laughs> the directional explosive. Yeah. yeah good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And would I have not noticed that when I was pushing him in front of me oh, and mine on his back? Wiggins, <laughs> can, you, can you see anything? What, what, what is that screaming? Can you see? You're, you're elevated. Oh, what can I see? Um, so, from where you are, obviously the crowd is running everywhere. You can see what appears to be um, a, a, just a body. Lie, lying on the floor at one side, you can't see anything else going on. But at this point, you then hear another scream a, a few feet away from where that body is, um, and you see someone sort of their arms go up, but then they're pulled down into the crowd. Well, I think uh, I say to my giant dragonborn friend, "I think your strength is required. Quickly, this way!" And I point. Come on, the rest of you, keep up. Are you going? Um, yeah, but and Burger also picks up the the keg. <laughs> yeah, <good one. laughs> you've, you've still got snookers on your shoulders. You've got the keg. Um, Dorador's running the other direction, and you run towards the site of this this original, and then this scream right near it. As as you manage to push through the end of the crowd, before you you see the the bodies of a, a small child dressed up as his hero Grognak the ogre, um, and one of those four gentlemen who was trying to purchase alcohol and above his body is what at first just looks like a mangy dog but it, it locks eyes with you and at that point in time it's mandible it's, it's bottom jaw splits open in two um and its tongue flops forth it's about a, a foot long and it is just drooling sort of corrosive liquid that, that is it's dribbling out of its mouth and beginning to bubble on the pavement on the the flagstones what the bleeding fuck is that? Can I... I'm assuming this is not an animal, but can I this try... This and... it clocks you. Sorry, you, you, you can. Um, at this point, as it clocks you, it, it looks behind it. Um, there's an alleyway, and it begins to dart down. And what were you going to try and do there, Ivy? I was going to try and speak with it, but if it's running away, that's probably not, not a good idea. Because it's probably not going to listen. Okay. <laughs> um, it continues to go down this alleyway, um, and eventually disappears out of view. Maybe go to the child <laughs> to investigate because yep. she has medicinal skills. Uh, okay, so you, you, what what is it you want to do? I want to assess what is 
Ivy wants to assess what's wrong with the child and see if she can help. So medicine check then. Um, any anyone else doing anything in particular at this point? So you you can still hear screaming, but now it's coming. The crowd has obviously run away from Sheerpoint Street and going down all the side streets, like where the Jolly Albert is, and towards the, the waterfront, and then up towards the square. Um, and you can you can still hear screaming. And looking, you can see that people are just disappearing from the crowd. And there's these trails of this horrible green liquid going we into the. We just need any of you to chill out long enough to tell us what's wrong. Um, so that's a 14 um, that's a 14 um, the, still alive heart beating um, and breathing you notice um, the, the back of the child's neck there is a well there's a bite wound but in the centre of it there's like a little hole just uh, just a shallow uh, depression can I say to Brogar can you put me down <laughs> um, Brogar essentially bows um, uh, like a full Japanese bow, hands to the waist, straight down. <laughs> You're very uh, slow with this with this process of putting him down, considering what's going on around you. <laughs> no, 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 straight down bow that okay, will launch him off the front of me. <laughs> you still got Cascavale in hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, at, at this point, you can see. Um, off, so off to your left, where the crowd is now continuing to leave. There's there's more bodies. There's. A quick count, which are probably about 12 people at this point in time. Well, I don't have that many spell slots. Um, <laughs> at this point, though... Uh, so we should stop whatever is doing this, I think, friends. Was we it should... the creepy dog thing that... Well, that... creepy dog thing is definitely number one on my list of suspects. Yeah, I feel like we should go after the I think we should fuck thing. it up. Yeah. Yes, I, this, this does not look good to me. That's my okay. professional opinion. <laughs> Great. Um, so you, you dive down this alleyway, chasing or heading towards wherever this this thing went, um, and you eventually come to a. Hey, doggy, doggy, doggy. Hey, doggy, doggy. You got you got any treats? It might like. Hey. I only have vegetarian stuff. Oh damn! Dogs can can eat vegetables. They shouldn't only Dogs eat vegetables, eat but they can. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Use the beer. It's not a slog. So you head down this alleyway and there, just off slightly t- to the right, up against one wall, is almost like an access hatch that you'd have at a pub. Um, and it's open and you can see that the trail of this liquid is heading down into there. Can and- I just point at the liquid and go, Do- does anyone know what that is? <laughs> anyone? The liquid? Yes. I mean, I could do some... I could investigate it. Could I? Uh, could I cast my mind back into all of my yes. research things and see if I know what this might be and what this liquid might be? So, uh, oh, I'm trying to think whether it's uh, go Arcana. Go Arcana. And Steve, if you wanted to investigate it as well, absolutely go for that as well. The more rolls I got, get 20. The I Twenty. Seven. Dirty. Um, whatever it is, it's it's highly corrosive, so you don't really want to touch it. But you can see that it's beginning to gnaw away um, at the the wooden edges of this access hatch. Um, and no one on, touch this. On, on closer inspection as well, you can see that um, there are a lot of pairs of footprints heading, or paw prints rather, heading out of this access hatch. There's only one pair going in that's fresh, but but uh, yeah, there's sort of damp. Paw prints, like much like a dog or a large dog, a wolf, um, heading out. This is six pairs. Um, so it's just a... sorry. What was the arcana? 
Can I re-roll it? It's a seven. It's a three seven. plus four. Uh, you can't recall. You like you're not aware of whatever this could be. I think there might be six of whatever this is. Dog, dog, dogs. Can I poke the liquid? Um, not with my hand. Sorry. Not with my hand. <laughs> no, with uh, my tanker. With what? With I have a tinder box. Does that mean I've got sticks? Uh, yeah, you've got kindling. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I poke it with a stick. Uh, first, nothing, and then uh, it it's reacting with the stick slowly, but the st- it's sort of starting to bubble and give off some sort of gas that smells a bit, a bit like rotten eggs. Uh, smells nothing. like breakfast. Disagreed with you, Brogar. <laughs> uh, I have gained nothing from this exploit. Um, I reckon we should hunt these dogs down. <laughs> Has anyone got a spell called Find Dog? I have an animal. Talk to animal. Mm. Right. You Let's go find one, and then you can interrogate it. <laughs> I'm sure that will go swimmingly. Let's <laughs> let's let's onwards. So, yes. Uh, you head into this access hatch, and um, sorry, you found yourselves in the basement of a pub. Now, it appears to be abandoned. There's no. Abandons a pub during a festival. Yeah. That's a very good question. All the casks are empty. You notice on the far wall there is a break in the wall, though. Does it lead to anything? Well, let's find out. Um, As you get closer to it, you see that it drops down uh, five or six feet um, and appears to be, or rather be an access point to the sewers. Sewers feel like not an, a good place for me. Thanks, Brogar, looking at his shiny, shiny skin and uh, very shiny cloak. Well, maybe leave your cloak here, Brogar, uh, so keep it safe, and we'll just. Uh... Do we not think that they're out on the on the not? There were six. Not, out yeah, there were six of them out there. Yeah, All five they're... out, one in. Should we not get the ones that aren't in the sewers? Brogar is not looking happy about the idea of going into the sewers. I'm going straight down the sewers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Snookums jumps uh, down this. Well, it's actually quite a big drop for you. He rushes off into the sewers. Are the rest of you following? I, I will join, but first I will take over off. The, over the crack okay. in the wall. What mm. were you taking off there, Bako? I'm going to take off my red suede shoes and I'm going to pop them in my backpack and then, then I'm good to go. Okay. Um, Can as, I roll yeah. up my my cloak? I'm being very, very slow and careful here. I roll up my cloak and pop it into the top of my bag because it's okay. fancy. So you take your cloak and all your important things and you, you pop them in your bag. Uh, at this point, Snookums has already dashed a good 40, 50 feet through the sewers. So you looked, at, you look in, he's gone off to the left, the right-hand side, there's a grate you couldn't get any further past. Um, and he, he's about to meet uh, an intersection where right in front of him, another sewer grate, but off to I the right is the intersection. Okay, he pauses at the intersection. Are you joining him? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you, will, you will begin to what, follow him very rapidly. What's yep. the height of this tunnel? Uh, it's It's about nine feet, three meters tall. It's big. It's big. Um, it's a proper Victorian sewer. Underneath your feet, there's a, a channel of sewer water, sort of in the middle. But either side is a safe, dry place to be walking. But the the 
walls of this sewer or this tunnel are covered in moss um, and it stinks. It, it is repugnant. Um, it's horrible. It's, it, yeah. Um, so you begin to dash through Brogar. You can't see um, <clears throat> because oh. you don't have dark vision. Oh, for sod's sake, I forgot about that. But you have a torch in your backpack. I do. Um, also, <laughs> I do have a tinderbox, but also, because um, I'm second level now, aren't I? Yep. Can I not have devil's sight? Oh, yep. You're, yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> you can see in the dark. If that's what you want to go for. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> you can see it. So all of you can see in the dark and, and you you dash forward and meet up with, with Snookums. Um, as I said, at this intersection, if you continue straight ahead, there is just a grate. There's there's no way to access through it. But if you go off to the right, um, you can see that it, it joins another tunnel. Can we see any more of the slime? Uh, yep. So it's all over both walkways. Um, but that's a lot of it's dried up, though. <laughs> Let's go tunnel way, <laughs> rather than tunnel. great way. Okay, uh, as you so you head right, and um, every so often as you're you're rushing through this tunnel above you, you can sort of see a, a bit of light passing through through a, a grate up to the street level, and you can you can hear screaming. The music from the festival has pretty much all stopped at this point. Um, whatever is going on out there, frankly, you're probably safer in here at this point. Um, you continue ahead. And your tunnel joins a wider tunnel. In this case, it's got a diameter of about about 20 feet. So it's about twice the, the width and height of your, your previous tunnel. Um, and after following it for another 50 feet at speed and following the, the tracks and the mouth juice of these animals, you find yourselves at a cistern. Um, and there is water ru- rushing forth out of grates to the, the right, the, the left and in front of you. And it's all pooling together in the middle of this space there are five exits including the way you just came out of one of which is grated off but the grate has a hole in it large enough for something to like you know a small animal or creature to fit through well if we can't all fit through it um what do you think team i think we should just split the party four ways as possible yeah i'll go through the one with the small wait a second yeah i'll go through the one with the small hole because i'm assuming i fit through it but no one else can yeah i'm just wondering about yelling out for the thing and seeing if we can yeah just doggy well i mean it it looked pretty strange right because its mouth split open and it's got the weird corrosive acid thing i'm just looking at my languages and trying to work out if i might be able to talk to it Bro, Broga looks at the rest of them, being like, "That was weird, right? That's not just I've, I've not seen one of those before." Oh yeah, that was weird. Yeah, giant, yeah, talking, shiny, part dragon person. <laughs> Ivy, uh, oh. Ivy shouts in deep speech. Damn! Come yeah. out! Come out! Wherever you are! Shout here, doggy, doggy! Here, doggy, doggy! Shouting here, doggy, doggy! So. You, there's no response to that, but you can hear pounding, pounding, panting, echoing off the walls of one of the tunnels. The one, Wait, which one? furthest, furthest, just slightly off to the right. So I come we... out of the tunnel with a little hole in that I jumped yep. in, and I said, "Let's all go down that one, where we can hear the thing coming from." Okay, panting from the far right. Let's go there. Let's go. <laughs> George. <laughs> you, you 
you charge, you rush down this. Um, I'll rush you... down there, holding my shield out in front of me. Uh, so you can hear growling and scampering. Eventually, you come up against a door. The door is made of, like, metal bars. Um, and you can see that off to the... These dogs can open and close doors! It's big enough for a very small or skinny creature to, to squeeze through. All right. Progress tries. <laughs> Progress, you have no luck. The, the door's shut, though. Well, let's open it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just want to try and open it. I open the door. Uh, it doesn't open. That's how doors work. Can Brogar try and open it? One of you who's big and strong, can you open this door? Ivy? Wanna have a go? I think, Roger, let's just save time. Just rip it off its hinges, <laughs> don't you? Okay, okay. Strength check? Uh, yep, go for a strength check. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, wow, he got five. <laughs> uh, you, he might want to work know. on his affirmations. You're, sort of rattling, you're rattling the door back and forth. It's not moving whatsoever. Shit. Um, is Come there on, a mechie? <laughs> Hmm? Oh, one of those buttons on the wall that you have to press before you get to the door. I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to... No, no, not buttons. <laughs> I'm going to investigate the door area to see if there's an alternative means of opening it. And look under the map. Yeah, roll that. Or the small... No. The small I'm statue of a... Uh, uh, eight plus two. I have a ten. Eight plus I'm not ten. doing well on my rolls. It, it looks as though the door could... So, there is a lock, but it, it, there's one. It's not, like, double-bolted or anything. And it's not wedged shut, so it, it could be forced open. Sorry, it could be forced open. That's that's what you get. Can we use some of the saliva to, like, melt the door? If you, can, if you want to try. Backo, damn. Yeah. I'll use my tankard to scrape uh, off some of the gross saliva. From the floor? Yes. Okay. And then I'm going to very quickly try and pour it on the door. Okay. Um, yep, you do just that. Can you make a constitution saving throw for me very quickly? Oh, yes. 17 plus 1, 18. Ooh. Cool. Uh, you yeah. definitely scoop up some of this liquid and pour it on the lock. After a few moments, you can begin to smell um, that rotten egg smell as the lock begins to fizz. Um Suddenly, after about 30 seconds, you just hear a, a bit of a click um, as the door pulls out slightly towards you. Ooh. Baco, that was quite remarkable problem solving. That was. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going for, but I'm really impressed. That was very nice. Mm. Brogar now tries to take the door out. Can you do it uh, now? Yeah, you, you just open the door. It, it swings out towards <laughs> you. Yeah. All right, friends, wow. everyone seems a little shocked with my brilliance, but <laughs> shall we follow the panting? Um, Robert makes a note of, of Baco might have ideas. <laughs> Let me talk to you about some business ideas later on. <laughs> you you head up, you follow it, and the, the passageways of snakes from right to left um, for about 60, 70 feet. Uh, and now... Um, you've sort of got to the end of that section and it's just a straight shot and the room appears to open, or rather it opens up into a wider room and you can see a large streak of light beaming down from far up above from where you are. You're still in the passageway though, heading towards that. Do you want to go? Yes, can we hear the panting still? No, it's gone quiet. Okay. Uh, I you... say to them. Yep, you say what? 
To the light. Okay, Let's walk so to the do light. you want to go towards the room, yeah? Yeah. Can you all please roll a perception check for me? Oh. 16 and 4. I have a 20. Show me the things. 18 and 3, 21. 21 here oh. too. 9. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you're walking towards everyone but Brogar, you notice what appears to be a, a pressure plate trap that has activated um, at, like a bear trap and contains within it the hind limb of some creature um, that's, that's clearly been Ooh. gnawed off. Um, oh. God, in every body in... campaign, I check for traps every four minutes. <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing. As you get past this, um, all of you but Brogar, you notice the room is strangely silent. I say to Brogar, the room is strangely silent! Yeah, there's a pressure plate trap with a leg on it. (laughs) But every 15 seconds or so, you can hear a quiet inhalation Um, coming from the back left-hand corner of this room. So the centre of the room is well lit. The back left-hand corner is about 70 feet away, 80 feet away from you, so you can't see it with your dark vision at the minute. Um, I can. Okay, you can, but you rolled low perception, so um, (laughs) you can. But yes, so and that light that was pouring in that you could see before, you so you can see the individual beams. It's so dirty down here, um, but it's it's sort of coming down to a point in the centre of the room, which is just a cesspool of just, frankly, human filth. Um, oh, the room Sam, is Sam. just we are in the cloyingly gross, huh? We're in the sewers, right? Surely yeah. we've been in that the whole time. So, no, so you haven't. It was bad, but in, in this room, there is just a, a there's a cesspool in the middle of the room. Hmm. Where in your mind do you find these things? This is my escapism. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you guys all have to. looks around at the rest Brogo looks around at the rest of the party and is like, this is the kind of places you guys like to frequent. Okay, okay. I can get down with that. It's like a goth bar. I love it. Brogo, now may not be the time for humour. Okay. You're all stood at the edge of this room at the minute, next to that trap. Can I... Uh, I plant my staff down, not on the trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Behind and pole vault myself over the trap and okay. into the room. You are now stood two feet into the room. You can see that in the, the back left and back right hand corners, there's a lot of like just mud and uh, well decaying plant matter that's been flattened down, but you can't see all the way to the, the edges of the room. So that's sort of a, yeah, that's the limit of your vision currently. Just quite impressed with my pole vaulting skills, to be honest. I should have made you roll acrobatics, but yeah, yeah, just, just, just to be aware, um, the trap has been set off. The trap is no longer an issue. Okay. <laughs> and oh. Therefore, that's why I didn't care. I walk past the trap and. The, the trap you were unaware of until Ivy told yeah. you, yeah. So yeah, you're now next to Ivy. Yep. Yeah, good, good. Guys. Oh, yeah, I think like, do we just keep going into the room. You're now in the room next to Ivy and Brogar. And finally, <laughs> I just follow. You're all I stood see. in I the line of the sky. 
You now can hear growling emanating oh. from the back left and the back right corners of oh. this room. As <laughs> doggy, doggy, doggy. As you continue to call out to the dogs, uh, their mouths come into view. They look mangy, just they have patches of black hair um, attached to them, but otherwise look fairly normal. As they continue to pad out, uh, animals. Yes. Okay. Hi, (laughs) friends. Love it. Um, please. Do not eat us. Uh, we just trying to figure out why you're eating, biting all the children. Just a friendly chat. Nothing, nothing to alarm you. Nice doggies. They are momentarily alarmed at the fact you're trying to speak with them, but they don't respond. At this point in time, um, they're mandibles or mandibles rather they're mandible displays in in all both in both of these instances there are two of them um and it splits open its symphysis and their tongues droop forth they are beginning to pad towards you so they they, they can see that you're trying to talk i switch in deep speech uh is this is this better gargling they stop walking ah, and look ah. at each other and then look to you. There's no response. Ah, I, I detect with my keen powers of observation that you might be understanding me. Um, we're, we're, do, not, do not be alarmed. Um, nice, nice doggies. Um, uh, why, 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 are you, why are you biting everyone? What, what are you? They they look and try and concentrate on you, trying to understand you, but they're it's almost like their minds are switching between being able to comprehend what you're saying and looking like they're thinking about it, and then becoming increasingly aggressive, and they're constantly alternating between these two states. Okay, gang, gang, I say in common. Um, this doesn't seem to be working, but they are at least distracted. You maybe want to sneak round behind them while I keep talking to them. That that sounds like a good idea. Also, just Sam, because uh, yep. I cannot shake from my head because of what you said about the mandibles and the image of those Pomeranians from Blade Two. <laughs> what? In, is it in Blade Two? The dog that the bottom of their jaw opens up and it's a little Pomeranian, like a little fluffy boy. Um, so, what? How big are these? Oh, I thought I was being really clever with this. I didn't realise someone else had already done it. Oh, these are like... Um, <laughs> like Doberman size? So like medium-large dog. Okay, because a Pomeranian... Not like you Yeah, you could deal with one of them by a, a swift kick. A Doberman, you've got... A, right, okay, okay. Um, Brogar, taking Ivy's advice, tries to sneak round. <laughs> Can you please roll yes. me a, a stealth check for that? Uh, yes, I can. Where's my stuff? Oh, all right. Oh, you know what? You know what I got? I got eighteen. Wow. Okay. Um, as you begin to edge... giant dragon I've ever seen. Okay. I'm going to give you some information. Then I'm going to ask you what you do. Okay. So, okay. Uh, as you edge slightly further into the room, you can see at the other end of the room. 
on the left and right appear to be almost like nests where they've pulled together um, like plant matter and dirt. At the back of the room, on like the other side of the cesspit from where you are, the cesspool from where you are, is another corridor. And at the end of it, seeing as you can see really far, you can see there's a door. And that door is covered in scratch marks, okay? So that's the information you've got. And, and the dogs have moved from the far back left and back right-hand corners, slightly closer towards the cesspool, but they're still a good 60 feet away from the rest of the party. What would you like to do? <laughs> Brogar is overcome by the... Um, Bear in mind you've done this well. The, the need to make a decision now without um, Ivy's help. Can, can you look back at Ivy and point at the door and shrug. So you can point at the door, Ivy can't see the door. So, so you point into the darkness can, and shrug. Can can Brogar start to mime one word um, <laughs> and mimes a rectangle and then opens an imaginary knob and walks through it. <laughs> Yep, you do just that. And Ivy, you see this. How do you um, interpret it? Uh, can I interpret it? Uh, uh, yep, you can. But how, how do you... Surely, you know, you, play, Ivy playing charades with Brogar is just Brogar. <laughs> Brogar doing, like, free willy over and over again. You being like, is it a whale again? Yeah, it is. Um, well, Ivy's quite preoccupied by the dogs, but she thinks, although Brogar is not terribly bright... For him to be distracted by a door, which is not necessarily remarkable, it, it might be worth investigating. So she she nods. Filled with excitement over making a decision that has been backed up by Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Rogar continues to be stealthy as fuck. <laughs> a seven-foot glowing dragon can be and walks towards the door. So definitely using the black side of your cape, you manage to in blend into the background and, and sneak around the back of these animals towards the door. You're now stood by the door. The rest of your party are still with Ivy. Um, the, the dogs are snarling at them, but not moving towards them at the moment. I haven't noticed the fact there's only three of them, and there were four just a few moments ago. At this door, as I said... I uh, noticed so me made... getting my, my cloak out of my bag, putting my bag on the floor, getting the cloak <laughs> out... <laughs> Making a motion towards the... <laughs> okay, cool, um, cool. So this door, you have... It's it's made of, like, what looks like fairly sturdy wood. And this side of it, there are scratch marks on it. Um, it's got a little, like... It's just a pretty standard doorknob. And otherwise, it's, it's, you know, not especially exceptional. Can Brogar put his ear to the door and listen? Mm, yep, perception. Perception. I perceive. I perceive with a ten. Okay, uh, you don't hear anything on the other side of the door. Is there a lock? Hole? Keyhole? Uh, there is a keyhole. Can I look through it? Using the same perception check. Uh, on the other side of this this door. Um. It appears to be some kind of storeroom. You can see rows and rows of shelves, um, and they are covered in papers and sort of, yeah, piles of paper. <laughs> like the most useless thing for Brogar. 
Cool notes. <laughs> uh, can I open the door? Uh, yep, you reach towards the handle and it opens with no resistance. Excellent. Can I close the door behind me? You have now entered into this room. The rest of the party, you are now stood next to Ivy. Brogar, for reference, right? Yeah, as I said, it, it seems like a storehouse or a storeroom. In the back right-hand corner, there are some stone steps leading up towards another door, and there's light coming into the room from underneath that door. Otherwise, mm. this room is just... There's four rows of shelves, which span almost the width of the whole room. They're covered in paper. And then the walls of this room similarly have shelves, and they're covered in paper. Rest of the party, what are you going to do at this point? Well, I'm, I'm still chatting to the dogs. Well, um, yeah, they're sort of yeah growling at you. I'm trying to work out what on earth they are, because... They're quite interesting once you get past the kind of mind-numbing horror of them. Mm -hmm. Can I try and help Ivy by using animal handling? You mm. could try. What would you want to do with them? Animal pack. Oh, God. You want oh, to roll Pat them. Okay, you, you can roll animal handling. Yep. Nine. You're, you're, you're going towards them and you're going to pat them. Yep. That's your plan. Yep. You begin to walk towards these animals. At that moment, the snarling gets louder and they charge towards you. Their mandibles splay and they launch themselves at Bako. This episode of Live Love Lovecraft was written and produced by me, Sam Mackay. It starred Steve Cross, Lucy Eckersley, Kate Hunter and Zoe McGee. You can find links to all of their online stuff down in the podcast notes below. The music was written by myself and Vox Vulgaris, and additional sound effects were provided by Michael Gelfie and myself. We hope that you have a wonderful week, everyone, and we'll see you next time when the adventure continues. What? <laughs> Danger. Oh, my God. Uh, we can take you, these. You guys are starting a battle, and I'm looking at... <laughs> what? Yeah. No! Just one of us is off doing something else. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's got the stats of a short sword, which I think is one d six, and it's finesse. So I takes mean, I feel like right that's on. the slogan for the t-shirt, really, isn't it? It's got the stats of a short sword. <laughs> yeah. Friends, I feel. Are we in different bedrooms? <laughs> different bedrooms. <laughs> you're you're standing by your bed. Everyone else is still lying in bed. So I'm trying to I'm trying I get to up. get up. I put my. This is like playing the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy computer <laughs> game. I get up. I put my clothes on. <laughs> I look for a light switch. You can't see. The room is dark. I feel for a light switch. I don't understand the feel. Okay. Uh, Steve's woken up and Steve is going to go. I do the normal things people do. and they, do, do we have to talk through everything? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Every just, two just... hours do we have to go, my character sneaks off for a piss. <laughs> that, well, that does make it, it makes it feel more realistic. I it, feel. it would facilitate more fan fiction and really that's our goal because our marketing strategy is to get other people to do our marketing for us well i'm looking at my character sheet and i don't have a toothbrush so that's <laughs> out for a start <laughs>